Oh, it's true, it's true, it's so damn true. What's going on, everybody? This is your world's famous wrestling podcast, the World Club Wrestling Podcast, with yours truly, the ace that runs the place, a.k.a. Big Sidey Cool Diesel, a.k.a. the podcast Maharaja. <laughs> And we got and we got the franchise. We got the franchise off production, aka the podcast, the podcast travel chief. I told you I was going with that. I told you I was going with that. <laughs> Don't get mad, get glad. Don't get mad, get glad, man. That's the that's the new move. That's what we go with. But anyways, man, we got a we got a little a little show for y'all today, man. We're just gonna talk about the highlights of what, what happened with Raw, SmackDown, NXT. A little bit of AEW, man. So let's go ahead and get right to it. All right, man. Raw highlights. Randy Orton is a marked man. He has the Miz, Drew McIntyre, and The Fiend coming after him in that WWE Championship. But what we all know, we all know WWE's big plans is the one Edge. As soon as Edge is cleared and Edge is ready to come back, it will be Edge, Randy Orton, possibly at WrestleMania. And one thing I was wondering, I was like, well, how long did Miz has, Miz will have the Money in the Bank contract for what's the length of time? I know it's usually like a year, but I seen that last this past Money in the Bank was in May, so he has until this May, this May coming out 2021, to cash in. So he has plenty of time, plenty of storylines you can, you know, pull from and whatever for Miz to eventually cash in the Money in the Bank contract. So that's pretty cool. Wherever Drew McIntyre, wherever Randy Orton is, Drew McIntyre is. You know, we uh, was like last uh, last Monday on Raw, Randy Orton, Randy Orton's out there with Miz and Morrison on the uh, dirt sheet, whatever, you know, talking, you know, talking that talk, you know, the New Day came out and um, they cut a little promo. Then as soon as the, you know, the brawl started to happen, here comes Drew McIntyre coming in there, putting the fist, putting the fist to boost to Randy Orton, you know, so we seen that. Then, you know, we had the uh, last week, I believe it was the um, Randy Orton came out, was like, who won it? Who won it? Who won smoke? Alexa Bliss came out, you know, talked about... He's coming. He's here. You know, the Fiend never showed up, but Drew McIntyre showed up. Claymore kicked him. And that's what's going on with Randy Orton right now. Randy Orton got a lot of, got a lot of, <laughs> he got a lot on his plate right now. But, but I, I see, I see Randy Orton holding on the belt till at least WrestleMania till after he, you know, possibly loses the edge. And I was just thinking also too, could it be a possibility that, you know, Miz and Morrison, could Morrison screw over Miz at some point with the money in the bank? Kind of like not being like, you know what? I need I need that spotlight. I need that push. Could you know could that possibly happen? One on one, we'll see. Uh, also going on in Raw, we got the Hurt Business gets tag team title opportunities at, uh, with the New Day. At the uh, last week, Cedric Alexander and uh, Shelton Benjamin defeated the New Day, which earned them an opportunity for tag team titles this coming uh, Monday. So it will be interesting to see if the WWE has. The Hurt Business win the tag team titles and it'll be like kind of like that heel faction, the Hurt Business, who are on who are on fire right now versus the Street Profits. So it'd be interesting to see that. But I mean myself personally, I'd much rather see the New Day versus the uh Street Profits, you know, at Survivor Series. I think that's gonna happen, but it's a possibility. Don't be surprised if you don't see if we don't see the Hurt Business get the opportunity at Survivor Series. You know, it, it, anything can happen. You know, and I think the best match of the night, the best nat- match of the night last uh, this Monday was Mustafa Ali versus Ricochet. Best match on Raw. I, I listened to the uh, After the Bell interview with Mustafa Ali, and I learned a lot from listening to that uh, to that interview. And I learned a lot about retribution and what. Oh, Mustafa, Mustafa Ali. I don't want no trouble. I don't want no trouble. 
Mustafa Ali. My apologies. He, like I said, best match of the night. Um, I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't know what it really means for Ricochet necessarily. Could Ricochet possibly join? I mean, I don't know. You know, I mean, I feel like Retribution could always add another member. Uh, I felt like they need another female member because um, I think it's Mercedes Martinez. She's no longer with the group, and then you just have uh, me and Yim there. Uh, but like I said, Rick J's not really doing nothing. He's kind of like stuck in limbo. He's not really doing anything, and and I think that would be a cool little you know addition to the crew. But Mustafa Ali and Ricochet put on a hell of a match, man. Ten you know ten out of ten best match on Raw this last two weeks. So that was good to see that. And it was good to see Retribution finally get a win under the belt. You know, after you know after a long losing streak, that's cool. Matt Riddle has caught the eye of Vince McMahon. Rumors have it that ever since this last episode of Raw, that Matt Riddle has really impressed Vince McMahon. You know what that means, you people. You know what that means. He's he's gonna get me money. This is good shit. This is good shit. So you know what that. So 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 Matt Riddle is basically gonna get. Uh, I feel like Matt Riddle is gonna get a push. You know, even Sheamus spoke highly of him backstage. You know what I mean? In, in the uh, wrestling rumor community. So I believe that Matt Riddle, they say he's probably going to get a change in um, maybe take his character a little bit more seriously so you can get a title push. Maybe still keep the bro, the bro Derek, the bro attitude, but kind of like when it comes down to title, title opportunity, kind of dial that down a little bit, get a little bit more serious. And Lana eight times. Lana eight times. Lana eight times. Lana has been put through this table eight times. Going into the Survivor Series by Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. It's kind of it's kind of sad. It's really sad seeing Lana go through this. But um, you know, Lana has showed a lot of heart, a lot of determination. You know, she's not a wrestler. She hasn't wrestled much, you know, since being in the WWE and stuff. And like she's more of a manager type of role. But um, I feel like this is kind of like some sort of punishment from management because of uh, her relationship with Rusev and, you know, know, Rusev falling out with the WWE. But I I think for some reason, I feel like Survivor Series Lana is going to make her mark somehow. Somehow, somewhere, I feel like Survivor Series, she's going to make her mark and it's going to, you know, continue to develop her her storyline in the future. So, but like I said, I love I love Lana, man. If Lana, like I said, Lana leaves, man, she know where her husband at, and Lana has a big, big social media presence. So Lana will be fine outside of wrestling. But right now, like I said, Lana eight times through the table. That's crazy, but it, you know it is what it is. You know it's the WWE. That's what they do. Truth, a hundred title reign. I just wanted to bring that up because I love our truth. We all love our truth. Our truth is a legend. Our truth is an icon in the WWE. He's a Hall of Famer in our eyes. And he's won the, the 24-7 championship. I-95 South to Kentucky. <laughs> 7-Eleven uh, title for the like, the, the, hundred, the hundred time. I believe it's like Eden is still in the 40s. I believe it's like in the 40, maybe like 45 45 somewhere around there. I think I think he's gonna win. This title is like I, I think his age is about like I think he's about like 49, 50. So I think that's what Truth is going for. I think he's going for his age number. Then he go call it a day. So that's what I think he be wrong with. So he got probably like at least like five more five more title runs in him before he call it a day. And I and I like to say this man, Alexa Bliss continues to steal the show with her you know affiliation with the Fiend. And you have Nikki Cross. Uh, coming on, trying to, you know, trying to be like, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save you. And Alexa Bliss seems like she's too far gone. I love the play in pain, gloves, and the whole, her whole thing. It's a, you don't even think about the fiend that much. Like, that's how dope Alexa Bliss has been. She, she's kind of like stole, you know, the fiend's 
kind of like swagger a little bit. She, you know, that's you know, the, the fiend's heat. So I think Alexa Bliss, like I said, is doing a good job. I think she's one of the greatest in this generation of women wrestling, just wrestlers in period, which, what she's doing in the WWE. She continues to kill it. Uh, we got SmackDown highlights I want to talk about, man. You got you to gotta check in, Oos. You got to check in, Oos. Jay Uso had a couple of things going on, a couple of interviews, and a couple of people kind of teasing him about what's going on with him and uh, Big Roman Reigns, the Big Dog, and uh, Paul Heyman. And like I said, man, Roman's like, yo, you got to check in, bro. If you can't find me, find Paul. You can't find me, find Paul. And it's like, yo, if, you, if somebody out here disrespecting the family, disrespecting the tribe, they got to get put down. And that's what happened to Kevin Owens and Jay Uso. Those two got into it. It was a... Uh, KO, KO speaking up for Daniel Bryan, talking about, yo, which I did that Daniel Bryan was wrong. Uh, I don't know what's going on with you, Jay, Jay Uso, you know, Roman Reigns, and, you know, it's like, well, you know what's going on, da 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 da. And then him and Jay, uh, him and uh, Jay and KO got into it. Roman caused a distraction. Jay hit him with a low blow, super kick, splash, you know, even though they're on the same Survivor Series team, but it's, it's you got to check in with the big dog. You got to check in with the tribal chief before you do anything. You got to fall in line. As he said. And I believe that all this is going to result into Daniel Bryan possibly possibly being next in line for a WWE title shot. I mean, Roman has to have opponents. He has to have other people to beef with. Him and Daniel Bryan got history. So why not Daniel Bryan being the next up to compete for the WWE Universal Championship? I feel like it makes sense to me. Gives somebody, gives you know, Roman's something to do, and it's an experienced guy. You know, Dan Bryan's a veteran. He's on. He's, this is his last run as a full timer. I felt like this would be this would be a good uh, good spot for Dan Bryan and Roman Reigns to have a little feud uh, until whenever I feel like whenever they add Big E into the whole mix. Um, Seth is added to Team SmackDown. The Messiah, the Friday Night Savior, has been added to Team SmackDown. So you have Seth Corbin, KO, Jay Uso. Not really too sure. I'm like, maybe Big E. Uh, but I feel like they're kind of like putting Big E to the side right now. And they're like, man, we got bigger plans for you. Survivor Series ain't really for you. And and I just want to bring up one thing. Don't y'all kind of miss the days when Survivor Series used to mean something? Like when Survivor Series used to, it used to be like a rivalry or something. Like something was on the line at Survivor Series. And these Survivor Series now is just about bragging rights or whatever. You know, so, I mean... Like I said, there's no authority, so there's no, like, management that's going to take over. Who's going to take over this brand? Or there's no, like, I remember the Survivor Series with, like, Angle versus Team Angle versus Team Guerrero. Uh, the the authority versus uh, John Cena. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of different Survivor Series that were just like it just seemed like there was something on the line. Or even the last one they had when it was Team NXT, Team Raw, and Team SmackDown. I felt like that was pretty dope. I, mean, I understand they're not doing it this year, but... You know, Survivor Series doesn't really have that, you know, maybe every other few Survivor Series that have that implications or something is on the line and whatever like that. But now it's just basically like, it's basically about bragging rights. But um, I'm liking how Team SmackDown is rounded up. I mean, you got the Messiah. You got the Messiah on the team. So I feel like you got the Messiah and you got KO on the team. You got two former champions. You know, you got Corbin. I like I like Corbin. You got Jey Uso. I'm cool with that. So you add one more. Maybe throw in, maybe throw in Otis. Give, get oldest, give over to some love. I mean, you need you need another big man in there, man, because Raw Raw got a lot of big men on there. I'm just gonna say this, man. Buddy Murphy and Aaliyah storyline is gross. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Thank y'all. <laughs> Thank you all that. One. I just I don't I don't fuck with it. And I hate how 
I was like, the rest of the community is some purrs, man. Because when Aaliyah got added to this whole situation, I saw, you know, like the little wrestling pages you be following on Instagram or Facebook or whatever like that. And they show all, like all the divas. And it's like the divas, you see like the divas in their in their gear or bikinis, whatever the case may be. Man, he, man, he, he threw Aaliyah on there. I'm like, bro, she like too young for this, man. Y'all y'all need to chill, man. <laughs> y'all need to chill. I was like, yeah, man, Aaliyah, man, y'all see Aaliyah Mysterio on there? Nah, bro, chill. Chill, man. Buddy Murphy be like 30 years old, bro, man. Come on, man. We need to chill with all that, man. I'm not feeling that. But it is what it is. Uh, we got Ruby Riot joining Team SmackDown. Uh, she had a, a triple threat match for the uh, qualifying match between her, Zelina, and Natty. Ruby got added. I like Ruby Riot. I like this team that's getting really developed on SmackDown. And I, like I said, I believe that this is going to be Bianca's breakout party. But there's a possibility that Lana could steal the show. That Lana could be you know, a major player in this show. But I still got hopes for Bianca Belair being the 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 breakout star. I mean, if you look at a lot of the women on Raw, three of them Bianca could take out by herself. Three of them, three of them easy work. Mandy Rose, Dana Brooks, Lana, Bianca got that. Bianca got that. The only the only two that's gonna give her trouble is Shayna and Nia Jax. And I think that. You know, like like I say, man, if you know wrestling, man, you've seen it before, man, you got to take the big one out first. So Nia Jax might be the first one. She, you got my Nia Jax might be the one that get jumped. You know how that go. Bailey and Sasha Banks put on another classic. Another classic on SmackDown. It was a it was a rematch. Bailey wanted, Bailey wanted her rematch for the uh, WWE SmackDown's women's title. And Sasha was like, I'm cool with it. You know, you know, Sasha's known for having short title ran. She'll win it one day and she'll lose it the next week. You know what I'm saying? So Sasha put that, put that, put that to bed, ended her feud, pretty much almost ended her feud with Bailey. You know, maybe Bailey could go on a break after this. And uh, like I said, but he put on a classic. This was another classic match on WWE. So I got, like I said, Mustafa, Mustafa Ali versus Ricochet was a classic. And Bailey versus Sasha was a classic this week. And then, you know, Sasha celebrates. It's the whole, you know, she celebrates. Her back is turned. She's looking in the ring. She's celebrating. She got her title, title in the air. And who comes out and attack her? Me and the franchise done called it. It was... Carmella, Carmella that came out of nowhere with a nice red outfit, by the way. I love the outfit. Came out there, attacked Sasha Banks. Carmella is next up for the line. So maybe this will, you know, you know, keep Sasha busy, keep them too busy for a while for maybe like the next two, three months. We know the next two, three couple of pay-per-views going on. To, you know, I don't know who Sasha, who, what we can see WrestleMania-wise. Um, but Carmella returning, attacking Sasha Banks. It is what it is. You know, it's pretty cool. So that's pretty much going on with SmackDown and Raw. Nothing major. I did like that little promo with um Big E and the Street Profits. I thought that was funny. I thought that was funny. And I didn't know like them boys was that tall. Like the other uh, street profits. Like them boys was like six five, six one, and Big E only like a five eleven or something like that. But I'm like, hey, hey, but we know who getting that title shot. We know who getting that. We know who getting that universal title shot. That's Big E Langston. I know you mentioned my last name, Big E, but we go. We, hopefully, we get your big last name back. You win that title. That should be the implications in the WrestleMania for Roman, <laughs> Big E. Big E win. He get the title and his last name back, so we can see what that happened. NXT highlights. Let's talk about NXT real quick. Shotzi Blackheart tank gets destroyed by Candice LeRae. First of all, I love Shotzi Blackheart. She's you know new in my heart, but you know her and her beef with Candice LeRae is continuing on. 
you know, she calls Candace LeRae title opportunity. So now Candace LeRae feels like she's going to pay her back by, what can I do to destroy something near and dear to you? I am going to destroy that little stupid ass tank that you <laughs> that you love so much. And she did it. She ran it over with a truck, which was which was pretty funny. But, you know, so now you're going to have that beef continue on with Shotzi Blackheart and Candace LeRae. Speaking of Candace LeRae and somebody that Candace LeRae is affiliated with, Johnny Gargano loses the title to Leon Ruff. Johnny Gargano has shorter title reigns than Sasha Banks. Think about that, people. Johnny Gargano, Mr. NXT, Mr. Takeover, has shorter title reigns than Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks has longer title reigns than Mr. Johnny Gargano. He loses the title once again to Leon Ruff. He just won the title at Halloween Havoc, beating Damian Priest for the NXT of North American title. So what happens? Damian Priest causes Johnny Gargano to lose the title to Leon Ruff, who this man can barely even fit the title around his waist. Little man. <laughs> Another great match, people. Santos Escobar, which I told the franchise. I'm like, yo, this dude, this dude nice. You got to watch out for this dude. Dude nice versus Jack Atlas. I don't know who Jack Atlas is, but this dude is nice too. And them two put on a great match. Santos for the L for the uh, NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Santos Escobar and this dude went at it. Like I said, I like Santos Escobar. I would like to see him get caught up or whatever like that, but I don't think that's, I don't think they should do that. I think they should leave him in NXT where I feel like he's going to benefit, you know, really benefit from, you know, getting exposure down there. Um, like I said, you know, WWE usually always has like that one luchador Spanish wrestler that comes up and he got, he's, he's, he either got money or he got like a bad Spanish chick with him. Or something. It's like he got that charisma. And Santo Escobar really got that charisma. He's like better than Alberto. He's better than uh Andrade. He got that, he got that swag. He got he got that he got that swag in him. And I really like him a lot. And you know what I'm saying? When Andrade come back, maybe switch things up with Andrade. I don't know. But Santos Escobar to me right now, you see, if you bring up those three, Santos Escobar is number one out of that group. Uh McAfee. Dunn, Birch, Larkin continue to provoke the Undisputed Era. So like I said, we can see in the NXT TakeOver team, McAfee versus the Undisputed Era for whatever reason. There's really, no, like I said, there's no, but this is a beef. This is a beef. This is the, we was talking about having that sort of like that, that storyline is, you know, that that beef, that whatever like that. Then I, like I said, on the main roster, it's just bragging rights. On NXT, they're like, no, nah, it's going to be, it's going to be a reason. There's a beef behind this. So I like what NXT, NXT follows the, what we was what I was just talking about. Any uh a raw and smackdown, just do whatever. They just do the bragging rights. Right? Alright, so let me speak on what's going on with AEW real quick, man. Moxley and Omega, December 2nd for the AEW title. Kenny Omega was in a tournament to see who would become the number one contender for John Moxley's AEW heavyweight championship. And Kenny Omega ran through the table. He beat, he demolished Sonny Kiss. Um, he fought uh Petacon Jr. And he fought uh, his old tag team partner, Adam Hangman Page, to do all that, to become the number one contender for John Moxley's title. And like Kenny Mango said, like, we never had a just a regular wrestling match. All the matches we had were extreme rules and anything goes. Those crazy type of matches. 
Kenny Omega was like, you never, you never saw me in the ring just in a regular match. I was like, I will bust your ass. Basically, that's what Kenny Omega was saying. I will bust your ass in a regular match. And everybody know what Kenny does. Everybody's waiting to see that Kenny Omega from New Japan. Everybody wants to see that Kenny Omega. So Kenny Omega was like, I'm going to bring that Kenny Omega to the ring December 2nd. I'm beating John Moxley for the title. And I figured, you know what? What better person in AEW to win the AEW title than Kenny Omega? You know, I feel like that's the, probably like the best person you could possibly have. Other than that, I said MJF, you had Jericho, um, maybe even Cody. Uh, you get, you got a couple of people on there, but, you know, Kenny Omega really is like the next. Next to John Moxley, one of the biggest signings in AEW was Kenny Omega. So having Kenny Omega win the title is good for the brand, good for business. I'm down with that. Like I said, I continue to love Eddie Kingston's ex- excellent mic skills, man. I never, I don't, I don't know much about this dude. You know what I'm saying? I never really watched him in like Impact or any other, you know, any other brand. But I just love his passion. He just and he dressed like an old Puerto Rican dude from like New York in like the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying? Like he dressed like the dude like Sonny. Like yo, so, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like he, like he should like he should have been a part of Terror Squad back in the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. But I love, but I love his his passion. I love his his you know his. I love his passion. I love his drive. I think that's what makes him special, and I think his mic skills is absolutely phenomenal. I think that's one. Of, like I said, that's another great signing for uh, AEW. And then you seen we seen the bastard Pat come back, so uh, AKA Neville. So Ev, Neville's back. So Neville and uh, Eddie Kingston is gonna have a little beef. You see that little crew start to you know descent this. Dissemble a little bit. You had Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix go at it. You, you got the Butcher and the Blade. Shout out to Butcher and the Blade. Buffalo's on. Them two, you know, they're still together, but, you know, they're, you know, they're there. But and then you got Eddie Kingston who's kind of like the ringleader. So, who's the ringleader while Pac was away for good reasons because COVID-19 and stuff like that. So, you understand that. Darby Allen, one of AEW's future stars. I believe he's one of their younger, young, bright future stars in that business. Won the TNT Championship. Beat Cody Rose. Cody was kind of feeling himself a little bit too much. And Darby Allen won the, won the title uh, from him. This is, like I said, that was Cody Rose's second t- title shot. He lost that title real quick. He beat Brody Lee one day. Then the next day, he lost to Darby Allen. You know, but Darby Allen, like I said, is the future of the, of the business. You know, I don't, like I said, he's not probably not ready for it. The AEW title, but the TNT Championship is just as good. So we'll see how that go. He got a couple of, you know, he had a rivalry with Ricky Ricky Starks and uh, Brian Cage. So maybe, you know, you can have that feud going on. You can add a couple other people and stuff, and maybe Cody Rhodes can chill on the sidelines. But speaking of Cody, like I was saying, he had some girl named Jay Cargill address Cody Brian, uh, I mean Cody Rhodes. Them two had it, them two had like a little um, promo together. And guess who was possibly coming to AEW? Or who might be coming to AEW? He lives in Florida. He's the big diesel. Shaq. Shaq might be on his way to AEW to address Cody Rose or whatever. So for some reason, I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. But man, you know, we love Shaq. I love Shaq. Everybody loves Shaq. Everybody, a lot of people know who Shaq is. Not even just from NBA. You just know Shaq because from just TV. You know, Shaq is Shaq. Shaq is a big personality, man. We love Shaq. But I'm like, bruh, like, don't tell me you about to be in the match with no Cody Rose. I have a few with Cody Rose or whatever like that. I I don't want to see that, but you know, AEW's, you know, that's some WCW type shit right there. That's, you know what I'm saying, for real. But um, MJF joins the inner circle. He beats Chris Jericho at uh, Full Gear. 
MJF is now a part of the inner circle. Him and Wardlow are part of the uh, inner circle. So I don't know what that, like I said, this is something I really don't know what that means. Maybe MJF is getting more like mentored by Jericho or something like that. Cause you know, MJF got a lot of Jericho. He got some Jer- like the like the personality, like the mic skills in him. I don't know about the wrestling, but he got the personality that I feel like he could be almost like on, on a Jericho level with that with the personality. But I don't know. I don't. But wrestling skills, I don't know. He's not. He's not. Jericho. He's still young. Still a young dude. So we gonna see how that goes with uh, MJF being in, in, in the circle. But I believe like other uh, other because there's a couple of people in the, in the circle like Sammy Sammy Guevara and um what's his name? I'm just gonna call him Jack Swagger. Jack, Jack Swagger don't really like them. So we could possibly see the inner circle, like, you know, at least a couple people lead the inner circle or whatever. But I don't know. That's that's to be seen. You know, we'll see what happens with that. Um, the Young Bucks win the tag team titles. And does this mean that the elite will finally take over AEW? Now, if y'all don't know, the Young Bucks, Cody, and Kenny Omega basically are all basically like executives for AEW. And one of the corny things you could possibly have is like having all the executives win the title, like kind of like the authority or whatever, like that, 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 you know, that corporate faction win all the titles and then change all the rules and they're the champions for whatever long or whatever. And that'd be kind of corny, but I feel like now's the time. I feel like AEW is like, man, we going in, I think they're going in a second year. Um, to have just, you know, yeah, the Young Bucks finally won the title, deserved the titles, deserved the titles, and um, Kenny Omega deserves the title shot. But as long as they don't do it in no, like, in no way where it's like they're, the like, you know, this is the corporate, you know, corporate takeover. This is just like, yo, this is, we wrestlers. We won the titles fair square, this and then third, yada, yada. But I finally, I feel, but I feel like this is the elite finally taking over uh, AEW as far as like winning some gold. You know, so that's pretty cool. Like I said, Cody was the only one that really had gold for the longest. He had two-time, two-time AEW, uh, AEW TNT title champion. So, you know, about time the Young Bucks got some gold. Kenny Omega possibly winning the uh, AEW title. So that's pretty cool. So we're going to see what happens with that. And that's pretty much what's going on in AEW, nothing major. You know, and uh, shout-out to Finn Balor, man. We still waiting to see what's going on with him in uh, NXT. Like I said, hmm? I was say, if the franchise will let me know, he'll be back next week. Uh, Impact Wrestling, you know, Impact is an Impact. <laughs> you know, Rick Swan won the title. Uh, he's defending the title against, I believe, Sammy Callahan at the next pay-per-view or something like that. So, you know what I mean? Like I said, he tossed around that title like, he tossed around that title like hot potato. So, I mean, but, you know, Impact is Impact. It's, it is what it is. And that's pretty much it for me, guys, man. This is the ace that runs the place, a.k.a. Big Sidey Cool Diesel, a.k.a. the podcast Maharaja. And we have the franchise, a.k.a. the podcast Travel Chief on Productions. This is the World Club Wrestling Podcast. And we out.